Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Is this just fantasy? What's up? Not much. How we doing? How are you guys doing? Doing Fan- good. Fantastic. We're here today with Joey Accardi and Captain Skip Dana from Surreal. What's up, guys? Happy to be here. Yeah. Connected by water. We were just talking about that, how we are all connected by water, and you guys are definitely very prominent members of that Connected by Water community, that Pompano Beach community. Um, I am super excited to have you both on here today. Um, you're both friends um and proud to know you glad to be here yeah so yeah cool um one thing we were talking before we started um the show and how both of you guys are very um involved in the community um both on the water and off the water you both do a lot of good um and i wanted to talk about first some of the tournaments um that you've done in the past that you might be putting on um, or sponsoring um, that do good for the community. And um, you want to talk about a few of those? Like, you know, like you just did one, like the fishing pier one with the kids. Yeah, that right? last weekend we did the uh, City Deerfield Beach uh, Junior Anglers Day. Uh huh. We had a little over 300 kids come out and go fishing, many of them for their first time. Right. And uh, it was a great event. Uh, uh, we had to postpone it a week because of the weather, which I think hurt the attendance a little bit. Is that when it was blowing? That was when it was blowing. Blowing yeah. and raining. It was a nasty day. But it turned out great. You know, kids show up. They get to go through uh, stations on the pier. Uh, the first station they go to is kind of like an arts and crafts, but most of them all made a, a tackle box. Then they go to the IGFA and learn a little bit about fishing and you know, how to be a steward for the environment, how to be a you know, more responsible fisherman, how to de-hook fish, how to tie knots. Then they go to face painting, and then they go to uh, – then they went to the snow cone machine. Then they went to uh, Chaos Rods, learned how to cast a little bit. And then they all have a chance to come out and go fishing for a half hour. So all these vendors are set up. 
Everything's set up on the pier. So, yeah, the, the city does a great job setting up. I just take care of the fishing end of it. So the city gets involved too. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. very cool. Yeah, it's all put on by the city of Deerfield Beach. Mm-hmm. I do all the. I do the fishing end. The city takes care of uh, all the uh, insurance. Uh, no, just all just all the just all the stuff. I just have to get there and and uh, do the fishing aspect of it. That's cool. Did you have a lot of volunteers this year? We had quite a few. Yeah, we Good. had we had some of our uh, our uh, team members from Surreal out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, fish angler was out there, a lot of their guys, uh, and just a lot of people from the community came out and helped out. Very cool. I'd like to get involved in that next time. That sounds like a really good event. Could use a shirt guy. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. Yep. Um, so, so, so all the kids get a, you know, it, it's, we kind of put it, originally the uh, the city wanted to do a tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mayor Gantz is really involved in fishing. He loves fishing, grew up here in South Florida. And, uh, you know, the, the idea of doing a, a tournament on the pier is cool. But I don't think you can really do a tournament on the pier. It's really tough, especially for young kids. Right. So the idea kind of blossomed into doing a kids' fishing day, and we kind of set it up as a tournament. The kids show up, they register, they get a bucket with you know, a hat, T-shirt, some goodies. Uh, everybody got a buff, and, and they kind of roll through there. And we kind of set it up almost like a kickoff party for the kids, and they mm-hmm. get to fish. And then when they're done, they get that's awesome. They, they got their Chick-fil-A, and everybody went home. Yeah, very cool. You bring the kids over for that one? We were out of town. Oh, you're out of yeah. town. Oh, man. I mean, I wish I would have brought the kids to that one. That'd Next year. Cool. Yeah. It's going to be sure. bigger. Actually, uh, you know, we, the city, we already had our kind of our original planning session for next year. Mm-hmm. And then we're actually going to extend the hours because we had so many kids that wanted to do it. And we didn't turn anybody away, but, you know, it, it could be bigger and better, I think. Yeah. So they pre-register and is there a website they can go to to find out about it next year? Yeah, City of Deerfield Beach, uh, just on their Parks and Rec page. Okay. Yeah, and very cool. Register and Come and do it. It's a great time. Yeah, nice. Nice. Um, you guys both get involved with the with the new holiday parade and um, what are some of the other tournaments around town that you guys you were involved with the rodeo for the longest time. Yep. Still um, still involved with the rodeo. I'm still the president a, of the rodeo. Yeah, awesome. And that's gonna It'll be back and better than ever back for and better uh, than ever. We we kind of took the year off this year. We uh, we did kind of a I don't know, like a backyard tournament this year just because I feel a lot of the guys still wanted to fish. Mm-hmm. And uh, next year we'll be back to our normal thing. We actually, we actually flip flop days. We're going back to our original date. the The rodeo was always on Mother's Day weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, years ago there was a scheduling conflict, so we had to get off. And Jamie went on the Mother's Day weekend, so we, you know, we we flip flop now. We're going to do Mother's Day. Jamie moved back a week. Okay. So so uh, you worked that out with Jamie. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. The uh, yeah, because the rodeo. I mean, that's a historical, like. You know, tournament for Pompano Beach. I mean, it's a, the granddaddy of all meat tournaments. The granddaddy of all meat. Nice. <laughs> Did you name it that? No. <laughs> oh, maybe for next year. Maybe, maybe we should, hold on. Let me trademark that now. <laughs> Very cool. And uh, is Surreal going to be fishing the rodeo? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. You have like probably one of the baddest boats on the water. Thank right? you. And um, you got your first 53 Sueños, what about four? years ago five years ago yeah there was about uh well we've had this one for almost a year right yeah yep. so we've had that uh for just about a year and a half right you got the right guy running the boat that's yep. for sure um and uh now you're on your second one yeah now so tell us some tales of wondrous adventure on, on the surreal uh you guys are fishing a lot of tournaments yeah we're, we're doing our schedule now we're pretty much fishing at least one every month uh, you know going into 2020 uh, right you know it uh 
it was nice to have the first one and then you know you know fishing that boat for you know a little over a year really gave skip and i a lot of ideas you know we made several trips up to uh you know tennessee to the factory and mm -hmm. you know we just kept pushing for stuff that we wanted and um you know, i don't think we missed anything i think you know if we had to build another one today it would be i don't think we'd add anything i think we just keep exactly what we got yeah it's it's uh it's like people come on the boat and look at it and they're like man everything just seems to be in the right spot everything's mm -hmm. lined up perfectly and built perfectly and we built it we we kind of sat down and designed it specifically to be a sailfish boat right but we meet fish out of it too mm -hmm. we, we, we do it all so um you guys had a lot of a big hand in building that like this as far as like crafting where everything goes like to what level yeah i mean we were lot. from stuff that they haven't done before forward live wells we added two okay. more live wells in the back you know so we have a total you know of five live wells um you know uh, more rod holders um, mm -hmm. i mean we just um you know more rod holder storage i mean you know, the tower was a little different um you know the uh, the cabin we you know took out like the sink and the and the uh, microwave and stuff like that and we just built a one long tackle station you know mm -hmm. uh, for excess stuff um you know we um what else did we do that was a little different? I mean, um, um, as far as in the back, as far as yeah. different stuff, you know, we we added all the live wells, and we we basically took their blank slate of the fifty three, and we actually sat at lunch one day and we we're like, you know, we're gonna put live wells here and a rocket launcher here, and, mm -hmm. and I put about a hundred rod holders on each side. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, they were uh, at first they at first they weren't as receptive. To, to do it and then once they got into it and saw the design how it was going to turn out mm -hmm. um, hcb was really into it and they actually when we went to the factory the guys yeah they were so excited to, to build it and get it done it, it was it was a really cool experience i think that's cool i mean it's probably smart for them to listen to you i would think you know someone who's made a life on the water and knows fishing just about as as well as anybody else on the planet i mean right? and, when, and whenever we go anywhere it's like we'll, we'll go to say if we're just going to to dinner somewhere you almost can't get off the boat because it's nonstop. people want to look at the boat and mm -hmm. check the boat out and ask questions about it and uh it got to the point now where i can answer answer pretty much any question about the boat fuel rod holders live well space all that stuff off the top of my head but we, we tell people now just, just tell hydro sport you want the the surreal edition yeah nice <laughs> so they're starting to pay you for, <laughs> for your sales techniques now? not so fast my friend <laughs> That's cool. No, so are they starting to put those designs into the other boats now? You know, those boats are really, it's its what the owner wants. You know, I mean, they they don't have a, a boat that they're going to build that's not to the specifications of the owner. So they're custom. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, completely oh, custom. I didn't know yeah, that. No two boats are wow, alike. that's cool. Um, HCB. Yeah. I just work custom there you boats. Go. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they're... You Some know, days they're, it's just so obvious that it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, even at the factory now, I mean, you walk in and, you know, they've got walls and walls and you pick this color you get this i mean it's it's really uh they got it down to a cookie cutter thing where you're just you're there like kind of you know almost like a building a harley you know no mm -hmm. harleys are the same you know it's the right. same thing that they've took on with the boats and it's uh you know everyone's got their own taste uh and what they've added you know um yeah it's uh, beautiful for sure I mean, you did a custom color on that one though didn't you we did yeah so that was the first time that they've done um you know the cap in a different color than white and, and um you know some other stuff so it was uh you know it was tough to get all those vendors on board so it took a little bit longer than you know, we thought it would yeah uh, but lucky enough we got them all on board it all matched and uh, you know i think it turned out pretty nice nice very cool i mean it's a beautiful boat i mean 
Yeah, it's, you like it, right? Oh, it's amazing. It's like uh, oh, I think they said there was fifty-seven or fifty-eight different vendors that made different pieces of different colored stuff on the boat. Mm-hmm. So that's what took so long to get everything lined up. And that's cool. I, th- I actually thought it was funny. Um, I saw a photo, and I guess you guys were running up to Maryland, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> and Vinny was running up. Yep. Up towards New York at the same time, and you guys saw each other. Was it North Carolina or South Carolina? That was at Charleston. At yeah, the, okay, so, so Charleston. Can so you okay. believe it? We were all at the field dock together. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> and then everyone starts seeing, come and watch it, come over to look at both boats. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. And it was very cool to, for people to see the the different, you know, Vinny's is a 42, ours is a 53, but the different styles and how they're set up and mm-hmm. the, just how similar they are and how different they are at the same time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember when I went over to put the transom on um, the the Freeman one. I thought it was really interesting with the way they did that cap. Um, yep. It was, I mean, it looked, it flowed really nice. Um, it, it turned out I was beautiful. surprised. Yeah, and the, the cockpit still stayed really, really big, um, which was, you know, very cool to see. Um, and also, uh, you know, Jimmy took his Freeman mm-hmm. um, the other day, and um, we're going to be wrapping that one. Nice. And um, I still haven't seen that boat. I actually still haven't stepped foot on the Surreal yet, but I've got to get you on it. Yeah, that, that, that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how was that Maryland trip? It was amazing, you know. And uh, you know, for long, me, I bet. Um, yeah, I mean, we we were moving. We got up there in two and a half days. Um, you know, pushing ten hour days. Um, you know, boat ran out great. Um, you know, I was just amazed to see what a spectator sport it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when, you know, you're, you're pulling up to the dock and you got thousands and thousands of people, you know, and they're just all, you know, cheering and screaming and, you know, and then, you know, here comes the rain and I'm like, oh, this stinks. Everyone's going to leave. Mm-hmm. No one left. You know, really? they, they got ponchos on and they're screaming even louder, you know, and the rain's coming down. It's like and, a big deal up uh, there. Huh? I mean, it's, uh, it was just, uh, you know, total different than what we're used to here. You mm-hmm. know I mean, uh, you know, the tournaments here, we still get good turnout. Usually it's friends, you know, family and stuff like that but up there it was like everybody in that town was there you know to watch that way in i mean you know we're sitting there big huge jumbotron screens you know at, at the way in and uh, you know it's just uh, you know it was, it was an amazing experience really yeah, i right. didn't realize it was such a like a big Unbel- town event like that it's like you know, unless you've seen it mm-hmm. you can't you, we can't explain it to you. Mm-hmm. I think people got happy when it rained like that because they just held their cup up and it filled their drink up again. Right. They just kept rolling, you know? Yeah, it, was, it was raining orange crush, you know? It was raining orange crush. <laughs> but it's uh, it's hard to explain. Like, you're pulling into this really small... The marina itself is really small where the weigh-in is. Mm-hmm. You can really only get maybe two boats in there at a time. You can only weigh in one boat at a time, but you can maybe get two boats in the actual marina area where it is. And uh, there's literally thousands of people lining the seawalls up and down... You know, the, the whole, that's cool. The, the length of the entrance is maybe a quarter mile. Mm-hmm. So up and down both sides and all the condos. And I talked to a few of the people that stay in those places. They, they, they plan their vacation around that. You know, they'll, they'll rent a condo for the week just to come and hang out and watch the weigh-in and, you know, really? or, orange crush it up and watch, and watch the festivities. It was really cool. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, and it was steady, I mean, for five days straight. I mean, the crowd yep. just do- doesn't stop. Oh, we need to take notes down here, it sounds like. We need to get some people out seeing these fish get weighed. Uh, and maybe, you know, that's the thing. You know, I mean, it's uh, you know, down here you you'd get that you know at the meat tournament, and, and unfortunately, I don't think anyone's excited about turning in a bunch of uh, photo cards, you know, for the sailfish season. Right. You know, yeah, it's a little sure. different, you know, yeah. to, to watch it. You know, you know, these white marlins after white marlins being weighed and you know, mm-hmm. tunas, and you know, it was uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, those are huge trophy fish for sure. 
Yeah. But the the trip itself was amazing. Um, you know, going up on the boat, we had six people: myself, uh, Joey, Joey's son, mm-hmm. who was ten. Yeah, and, how'd he and do? He was fantastic. He did amazing. Yeah. yeah. His main thing is he wanted to catch a fish in every state. You know? Okay. So we didn't that's, get a lot of fishing cool. in, but Skip made sure he got. I a like fish that in every perspective. State, you know, so. caught, I'm trying to think. He caught a catfish on the way up in uh, Canaveral, and he caught um, a shark in at Jared Bay. Jared Bay. He caught a uh, an amberjack. Yeah, an amberjack in South Carolina, and then dolphin. A, oh, that's right, dolphin in uh, Maryland. So he, so he did fish, it. He caught a fish in every state. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, and he was uh, he was great. He just wanted you know we just had to heat his pizza up and he was good you know. So that, it, it very was, cool. It so it only took two and a half days to get there. It wasn't bad at all. We we went from uh, we cleared the inlet at six o'clock, ran to Canaveral to fuel up. Canaveral to Charleston, and we got very lucky. The, the, the weather was absolutely gorgeous, slick, calm. We kind of got on the backside of a, of a thunderstorm going up, mm-hmm. so it was kind of overcast and not too bad. It was, it was relatively cool. We put the wings up and just let her eat and uh, just did it. We got fuel in Charleston, spent the night. Next day, we ran to uh, Mania, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, North Carolina, got fuel, left the next morning. We actually went out and fished for a little bit, and then ran to Ocean City. So you got some fishing in, too. Yeah, I can't help myself. <laughs> What'd you catch? Um, that day we caught a couple dolphin, caught a shark. Um, we actually saw one of the coolest things I've ever seen. We were off in North Carolina, and there was tunas busting everywhere, uh, little yellowfins, and we pulled up to it. We were actually we gave up and we were running, and uh, we pulled up, and there had to be thirty or forty sharks just milling on the surface. It was it was one of the most amazing things I've seen in the water. Really? Yep. <clears throat> Going after all the tuna. I don't know. They were just hanging out. They were just hanging out. They were just chilling. Really? Yeah. Then the, the fishing, and uh, it took us, you know, we're Sailfish Florida guys, so it took us a couple mm-hmm. of days to get dialed in up there. But once we got it dialed in, we saw quite a few fish. Um, I think for the whole time we were there, we were seven for 14 or 15 bites on whites and over two mm-hmm. on blues. Caught a bunch of nice dolphin, some yellow fins. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Had a couple of big eye bites. How many so, white marlin did you guys catch? Seven. Nice. For, not bad uh, for some Florida boys, right? Not bad. We uh, hey, dragon baits. Dragon baits, yeah. yeah. They say, uh, say white will get you. Whitey got them. Yeah. Whitey, these guys, like, all right, here he comes. He's gone. Oh, put a new bait on. You know, he's done. Yeah. Well, that's a Sancocho or Sancocho. We had a few Sancochos. <laughs> we had a few that were just straight misses. Yeah. But uh, that's how it goes. That's how you, you live and learn. We'll be ready for next year. Yeah, definitely different awesome. type of fishing. I mean, we're running, you know, hundred miles every day there, and another hundred miles back. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was a it was a long day. Yeah, we had Paul and Tiffany in on the podcast, and yeah, those, um, those are our peeps. That, that's who got us up there, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They were telling us about that, and um, they're like, and I was amazed. Um, I was, I'm still like to, to this day super impressed. He flew in just for the podcast. That's Paul. Which I was like, you got to be kidding me. When he told me that, I got like a lump in my throat, and I'm like, you really what? And he comes walking, and he's like, no, let's do this. I'm like, man, that's awesome. But he told me he hung out with you guys um, the day before. But he was talking about um, how we're always like, yeah, let's run to the Bahamas. Like, it's a big deal. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, we do that every day. We run 80 miles. It's like not a big deal at all. Yeah, we, we would run to the Bahamas and back for them just to get there to go yeah. fishing. Yeah. It's crazy. That's cool. I've never been fishing up in that area. So, but I hear it's an experience. Well, I think we're least. doing it next year. So Are come you? up for a couple of days. Yeah. Or the whole time. I'll do it. And it's Count it's, me in. It's awesome. Count me in for sure. Um, one of the things too, I mean, getting back to the 
the local sense of all this. Um, you know, we have, um, you know, Pompano in itself in, in close proximity to like so many different types of, of fishing there is. You fished here forever, right? And you run the, the, the Fish City Pride, right? And the Helen S is now... Yeah, what's Hel- what's the story with that? Helen S is officially sold and retired. Gone, right? and she's on to her next life. Next life, she's going to be uh, an oyster boat out in Texas. That's right. All right. So, because I saw you post something about like see you later or whatever, and I'm like, really? It's gone, yep. huh? And then, but I wasn't sure what the fate was. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that boat was almost 50 years old. Yeah, and it needed a lot of work. It needed to be fully refitted. It needed motors. It needed it needed more than I was ready to put into it. Mm-hmm. So she served her time and. She's off to a new home. I mean, my first my first experiences growing up here as a little kid were fishing on both those boats. Yeah, same with me. My first recollection of you know ocean fishing was on the LNS with my dad back in the day. Yeah, I mean, the, those boats are, I think are like the gateway drug to yeah. offshore fishing for Pompano Beach. For sure, like, I think every little kid or, or you know person that wants to start out offshore fishing like really kind of takes that path. Or not everyone, but a lot of people do. Yep, yeah. for sure. They're staples in the, in the in the community you start at the pier and then you, you kind of graduate to the, to the party boats and then you go on from there. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah. I remember, um, I remember catching some good fish on those, you know, for sure. We still crush them. Yellowtails, muttons, yeah. a lot of Kings, Cobias. Yep. And you fishing's, got, uh, fishing gets great. Jonah working on that boat right now. Jonah's working a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Or is, is he like now that school's in session, not as much now or not as much. He fills in if we need him, but he, he worked a lot over the summer. Kid's an animal. He loves it. He was really good. <laughs> oh, he's an animal. Like he's he's intense. Is oh, yeah. he like that on the on the fish city too? Or? Very quiet. Very quiet. Yeah, but yeah. you know, he started coming out of his shell a little bit. All right. Because when we fish with him, he's not quiet at all. <laughs> I think I think he might have been a little intimidated at me at first. Yeah. Right, now he's kind of he, yeah. Around. I could I could see that. I could <laughs> see that. But he's always telling Jimmy how to fish, and Jimmy's always just. Looking, I can see that. And Jimmy will just look at me and smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. What's up for you guys next? We got tournament season coming. Are you guys going to do the dust them off with the Ben's thing? Or are you skipping that one? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I think that might be the same weekend as the Mayhem, isn't it? That's uh, is it? I haven't even honestly. I haven't really looked at any of the schedule for the upcoming stuff. Um, but well, that's for the first sale sailfish season. But the, the Mayhem, the Bimini Wahoo Mayhem. Are you guys yeah. going to go over for that? Yeah, this will be our third year. Oh, nice. Yeah, very cool. Doing that. Yeah, we enjoy that tournament. It's a good tournament. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Jimmy's trying to talk me into I'm doing all the art for I do all the art for the Meat Mayhem stuff. So he's like, Oh, you gotta come over and last year I told him, Oh, next year I'll come, but now I'm like looking at the schedule, I'm like, Oh, it's coming up, I better make a decision here soon. It's a month away. Yeah, that's a great tournament though, isn't it? It is, yeah. We've had tough weather the last two years, but we've we've weathered it out. Right. Nice. And you guys are gonna do Key West too? No. No. No, we don't do any of the that well, that's the, probably that's going to run right into your selfish season. Yeah, the Key I, think, West. I think there actually is selfish tournaments going on during Key West. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Because yeah, we got what six um, selfish tournaments on the schedule right now. Yep. Six plus the Wahoo tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, we like to talk about fishing on this show, but we also like to talk more about how the prominent members of the community through fishing make an impact on the community. Um, like we talk about, like how. FFMD makes an, an impact on the fishing community for their cause. Um, and, you know, the Freedom Fighter Outdoors, they make an impact, and it's all, like, you know, through fishing. Um, 
Talk about some of the organizations that you guys know about that you get involved with that are, you feel are making an impact right now. And when we talk a lot about clean water on this show, that's really like our big champion cause. Um, I watched an episode last night of this show on Netflix called Rotten. Um, and it talks about like the Lake Okeechobee effect and the Everglades water effect. Uh, for someone that's on the water all the time, um, what's your take on current quality of water, current regulations you know is there some overreach happening that you you know feel that can be changed or do you think that not enough is being done in any certain type of area i definitely think the discharge needs to stop if it can mm -hmm. you know i know that uh, i just read an article the other day that they i think they procured another sixty-five thousand acres up there north of the lake mm -hmm. as a containment facility for uh, did they really yeah that's what I when heard. did that happen last few days really you know? yep. wow i haven't heard about that yet and uh that would help you know they need to get that natural flow of the of the river grass going again i think mm -hmm. but uh you know if you look up um i have a lot of friends who live up in stewart fort pierce area the water quality up there this year is fantastic because they haven't been right having the discharges and it you know if you you have crystal clear beautiful water you know a mile inland from the inlet mm -hmm. and in the last six seven eight years you didn't see that and then, you know, the water, even at Hillsborough, you know, if they, if we don't have the, uh, if the spillway is not open, the water will be crystal clear all the way almost to the Federal Highway Bridge. Mm -hmm. You know, it still gets that tannic color to it, but it's crystal clear, it's beautiful. And, uh, and the water at Joey's Dock in Lighthouse Point, it looks like you're on the third reef. It's beautiful. Yeah, I love seeing it when it's clear like that. You see right down on the bottom of the intercoastal. Yep. That's when you, you feel real good when you see that. It's crazy. We'll see. We'll see uh, starfish right underneath there. I mean, the kids go nuts. You mm -hmm. know, little stingrays all the time. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty neat. Oh, I had um, Captain George Gods on the show last mm -hmm. week, and um, we went on to Google Maps because we got you know we actually got into it like a little bit more after the podcast, which I was like, man, I wish you were talking this intense during the podcast about this because we brought up the Google Maps and he was showing me areas of St. Lucie River, and he's like, you see that? You see that? Like twenty years ago. That was all grass. Now yep. it's all sand. Like in this area, he's like all grass, like all sand. It's like now it's like it's all dead and has to grow back. And hopefully it does grow back if it ever does. I hope so. But um, I was, like I said, I brought up this show, this rotten on Netflix. Really, it's like season two. I think it was episode five. And they brought on, um, you know, Chris Witten from the Captains for Clean Water and to talk about, um, you know, some of the issues that we're facing too. And, you know, it's interesting to see um, really how much bigger sugar like plays a part in all of that um, because it's really um, something that is highly important to the state, to everyone's livelihood. And, um, you know, I'm glad to see that Governor DeSantis is making an impact um, with a lot of the regulations and the things he's done with the Water Commission. Um and I think the whole, it seems like it's having a positive, immediate effect. So, I, I think for sure it is. Yeah. I, I see it on the water every day. The the, you know, the water quality offshore changes daily, but right. the water inshore, you, you know, you, it stays pretty consistent unless you get a big rainfall and they open the spillway. Mm -hmm. Spillway opens, it just goes downhill immediately. Right, unlike the stinkhole, but <laughs> which I I don't know. That's my favorite fishing spot. In that's the world, a good fishing so. spot, yeah, for sure. Um, so what's your take on that? Because some people were arguing against that pretty recently. Um, but well, I know that's not a Pompano issue. That's like a county. That's county. Thing. But, you know, 
the um they say the water that comes out of the the outfall mm-hmm. is the same water that gets goes back into the the system. It's just not treated. Okay, it doesn't get the chlorine and stuff in it. But uh, you, it's a hot topic, you know. So is it not as bad? Like, do you think it's not as bad as like some people are making it out to be? Or I don't know. I'm I'm asking. I, re- See, I, I don't have an opinion on it either way. I'm like, I've been I've been out there fishing that spot for the last thirty years. Right. You've only had one mahi with three eyes come up. No, never. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it's uh, you know, as far as it, besides from it being a very good fish attractor, mm-hmm. because I think of the the difference of of water and you know dark to, you know, you'll get it like green water to blue water. So there's always an edge there. Right. But we've never had an issue with, with the fish that we've taken from there. Um, very rarely we ever get an algae bloom down, you know, to the north of it. Where, right. Where would you see the, the algae blooms? And when we do get an algae bloom, it's all over the reef. It's not just confined to anywhere around the outfall. So mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's far enough offshore. It's not going to have any effect on the inshore stuff. Right. And I would, I would even be inclined to say that I doubt that would have an effect on the reef at all. You know, I sat on a, a commission for the uh, the Coral Reef Commission for a few years, mm-hmm. and you know they wanted to shut the outfalls down and do this, and you know stop people from fishing. I said the the discharges are where you're getting most of your damage from. Right. Discharges, chemicals, you know, coastal construction, destruction of uh, habitat. That's where the destruction of the corals coming from i think right so how long were you on that commission for for two and a half years wow from yeah. from its inception yeah it was Sef, sefcre southeast florida coral reef was art commission. on that commission is that the one art was I, on too? I, I brought art in okay because i couldn't take it anymore right gotcha and that's what he's currently on now current uh, art is on uh, art is one of the main guys on the council for the southeast florida or uh, the southeast fisheries management right okay so, so that whole that Coral Reef Commission went away. It's gone. Because so I got to think they're probably barking up the wrong tree, right? Or maybe, I don't know. Well, I, am my, I, am my I talking t- out of turn at you? No, if I am, just like tell me. We don't my, my, my take on the whole thing was, you know. I don't get political on this no, show. No, no, no. Just to so, let like, you know, I don't play politics <laughs> like I hate politics. Like you know, I don't know enough about it to, to even talk about it. So Perfect. Like, yeah, so, so if, if I say something that's like, wait a minute, <laughs> you're talking no, about no, no. something that's like not good, then just tell me. <laughs> there, there was, there was a, a lot of divers and dive operators. There were scientists. There was all these people, and they needed a fish. They needed somebody from the fishing community. So Jeff, my buddy Jeff Turod called me. He said, can you come and sit on the commission list? I'm like, sure. So I sat there, and you know, they were basically victimizing fishermen, anybody who takes as, who they were victimizing. <sighs> so I'm like, yeah. I'm like that's, not your, that. that's, that's not your problem. Right. Your problem is, you know, everybody had the same belief that it was definitely coastal runoff. It was, you know, discharge, construction. You know, runoff from uh, golf courses, that kind right, of stuff. The, that's, the phosphorus that's, that, and, like, you know, yeah. It's water quality issue. Right. And like, so why are you attacking the fishermen and all these other people? It doesn't make sense. And I remember when they were talking about that, I was in there, like, starting to, like, put red zones around, yeah, like, no fish zones. And I was like, what are you people doing? This has nothing to do with anything that's going on See, right now. See, you're, now you're really going to get me going. <laughs> no, that's why you're here. But, uh, no, it was, it was like, so... At the end of it, it just seemed like uh, they gave us uh, certain parameters. They want us to come up with certain things to recommend to the commission. Right. And it seemed like, all right, so we had our two or three meetings, and we get to the end. They're like, well, do you guys think you should meet more about this? I'm like, no, we already have our answers. Right. It seemed to me like it was. So it was, commissioned over. Well, no, it, it should have been over, but it, right. was, it was funded, and it just seemed like they were trying to get their next grant, their next grant, their next grant, and stringing it along, it seemed like to me. 
Sounds fluffy. Okay. Yeah. Very fluffy. Yeah. And then I don't think it ever came of it. Overreach. I blame the fishermen. Listen, I'm sorry, but the fishermen and the hunters are the biggest conservationists mm-hmm. out of anybody else on the planet. I mean, you'll have your few bad apples, but for the and most part, everybody's good. I mean, you, you, more gets done by those people than will ever get done by anyone marching in a rally or a parade. I'm sorry. Because those, it's like you guys are the people that are just there every day and you t- you're the ones taking care of it. What did I say? Um, I think it was George that we were talking to. I was like, it's like... um. You're saying, right, you, this is my house. I'm going to take care of my house. I'm going to keep it clean. I'm going to live here. And this house provides for my living and everything like that. It's like, why would you want to spoil that? And it's really the people that are tracking mud through your house are the early ones that are making all the problems, you know. Yep, you got to protect it for my kids, Joey's kids, your right. kids. You yeah. Know, it's it's got to, we got to keep it going. For sure. Um, you run a pretty healthy business in Pompano, I would think. Right. The Accardi dealership's been a staple in the community for a long time as well. Yeah. Um, and you guys do a lot of good for the community. We well. try. You know, it's, um, you know, my mentor, Phil Smith, you know, he taught me a long time ago, you know, you got to give back, you know, to the community who's helped you build your business. And, um, you know, I think it's important. You know, you got to give back to the community, you know, especially I love doing anything kids related, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, we try to do, you know, just about, uh, you know, everything, you know, some we can do a little bit more and mm-hmm. some we do a little bit less, but, you know, it's, it's uh, ultimately important, you know, take care of the, you know, the, the locals and the community and, you know, that's what, um, and we enjoy doing it. You know, yeah. It's nice when you see, when you get to see, you know, the fruits of your labor and what you, what you're contributing and how people are enjoying it. And, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a good time. It's a good feeling. Yeah. I think that kind of talks to about like some of the stuff that we're getting at here is, you know, the more you kind of take care of that community and own it, you know what I mean? The more it gives back, not only to you, but to everybody else. It just makes it like a nicer place to be, a nicer place to live, nicer place to work and play. Um, you know, and that's really what the whole connected by water aspect is all about. Is really kind of like, you know, I want to bring on people here on this show. I mean, not to promote my business or anything like that, but I just want to promote a community. And, and you know, I think that's just going to benefit everybody. You know, and I really do believe that. I really do believe in that philosophy of, um, you know, just creating that positive aspect of it. And I'm not talking about like in like some hippie lovey nature of it. You know what I mean? But it's just, <laughs> it's, it is true though that, you know, um, serving your community and giving to your community has positive effects all around. So, you know, I mean, I know you guys both, you know, act upon it at the very least, you know. Well, you, we were talking about that at lunch yesterday. We were having lunch with uh, our buddy Jason and Nate, and um, we were talking about coming to do the show today. <clears throat> and uh, everybody is connected by water, especially in the you know our our community. Just not just the fishing community, but our town, Pompano Beach. Everybody knows each other for the most part, mm-hmm. and you are you're somehow you're connected by the water. There's no doubt about it. Yep, and um, you know even the way the town is set up. You know what I mean? Where the houses are set up. I mean, literally everyone's connected by water, but no doubt. Um, no, it, it's, it's very cool. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a big, small town. Right. You know, I mean, a lot of us all went to school together and, mm-hmm. you know, our kids are going to school together and our kids are playing baseball and soccer and football together. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of this stuff we, we played with their parents, you know, at the mm-hmm. time, you know, it's, it's, a, it's neat to see, uh, you know, everybody growing up and, you know, the families that, you know, when you and I went to school and what everybody's doing, it's, uh, you know, everyone still stays pretty close. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a neat, it's a neat deal. 
Yeah, and I get that that's what I was kind of bringing up. What I was bringing up, the Accardi business has been a staple in the community for years, and it's like, you know, we want to keep that aspect of it. I mean, Papano is going through a little bit of a transformation right now, and I think it's going to be interesting to see if they keep that flavor of, you know, what the town really is or are they going to try to transform it into something else? Because if I think they push too far in that direction of transforming it into like too much of a modern city or too much of a sprawl, um, it's going to have a negative effect on the character of the city, I think. Because Pompano's a fishing town. Pompano's a diving town. It's a saltwater town. Um, and it's got a, there's a certain charm to it that I think is um, kind of Keys-esque in a lot of ways. Um, it's not like Fort Lauderdale, big town kind of stuff, or Miami, big town kind of stuff, or even Boca. It's got that kind of hometown charm to it. So do um, you guys feel like they're moving in the right direction with a lot of the... I like the fact that art is on the forefront of a lot of this movement. Um, obviously, with the bridge project, you know, I'm a little bit biased on it, but, <laughs> you know, I, I like the fact that they're utilizing art to really kind of give the town a lot of its character. Um, but there are some new projects going on that buildings are getting a little taller and, you know, it's like, maybe that's not the right move. I don't know. So I don't know if you guys have been kind of, if you even have an opinion on that. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's just a, that, that constant measurement. I mean, yep, too big can happen, you know, but it, the right size also can happen. You know, I think, mm-hmm. you know, especially in Pompano, you know, when you look, just what's gone on in the last 10 years. It's, you know, it's really, I mean, some of the stuff that they built and they've added, I mean, these things we probably should have had a long time ago. Right. You know, I mean, there's uh, that's a good point, you know, it's, um, you know, and if we can, you know, keep it local and, you know, you know, I know you've had Troy on the show and, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like, you know, you keep stuff like that. I, I think that's going to make the difference. You know, um, you know, when you, you know, you look at even just Lauderdale by the sea, you know, it, it's in Fort Lauderdale, but they've kept that small, you know, and, right. and classy and they have the events, you know, on the weekends and, you know, if Pompano can get to that level and, you know, it'd be, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a nice thing. I mean, I, I think if you could just control the growth um, where you're not, you know, becoming Miami or downtown Fort Lauderdale, I, I think it's, um, you know, I think you could still keep it local. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting you bring up Lauderdale by the sea because they definitely do have a little bit of that, a lot of that charm, actually. I kind of feel the same way, especially with what they're doing down on the beach, all the redevelopment they're doing there. I think mm-hmm. once that's done, I think that's going to be a, a huge thing for for Pompano. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, do I like all the construction, all the stuff they're adding? Yes and no. As a business guy, the more people I think we can put in the city that are going to be residents and someone to go fishing, they're going to need to buy cars, they're going to have to go to restaurants, you know, they're going to... It's going to be good for the community overall. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I kind of like the way it was when I was a kid. But, you know, yeah. change happens and you don't have to like it. just have to accept it, you know? That's true. That's true. It's very true. So with this surreal boat, you're going to, like, go all over with this boat, right? Now, you've been to the Bahamas with the boat plenty, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm all the way down to the Keys um, and all the way up to Maryland. So are you... Planning on venturing like anywhere else with this thing? You know, I think if an opportunity was there, I mean, I think we like the the challenge and the you know the the experience, um, you know, more you know than just the fishing. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it was neat to stop in those you know some of those towns on the way to Ocean City and 
there were people meeting us at the dock and people wanted to meet us when we came back. I mean, it was, uh, you know, on social media, we kept getting pictures of the boat, people we had no clue, didn't even know that they'd know us, you know, right, we right. South Florida people, you know, and it was, uh, it was a neat experience, you know, and, um, you know, we liked, uh, you know, we loved traveling to the Bahamas. We loved the keys, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, you know, if there's another opportunity to go somewhere else, uh, you know, I think we'd be game. Yeah. Who's fishing on that boat now? You got Fishman on that boat. You got Curtis on that boat. I thought Curtis was going to come today. That he's going to be a surprise guest. Is he out of town right he's now? Out of town, he's yeah. out of town. Yeah. He gets back Thursday. Yeah, that's cool. So you got Fishman on that boat. You got Cooper Smith on that boat sometimes. I, I have right? to pull up my text thread to go see whoever we got. We got a, you we got got a lot a, of people we got fishing a bunch on of guys. that boat. Yeah, so yeah. we're fishing with 15 people this year. Wow. 15 yeah. people on every, like for every tournament? We have, we have uh, 11 11 anglers mm-hmm. plus Steve Curtis and Rhett were kind of mates and camera guys. And then we always have uh, our buddy Steve that comes along and he, just, right. he films. Yeah, he takes some great shots. That, that 360 camera stuff is yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's, Steve takes some amazing photos. He does. He's got yeah. a passion for it, too. Yeah. yeah. So I, I get I get this a lot. Everybody's like, man, I can't believe you guys fished that many guys. I'm like, well, it's like when, when you got a triple on or a quad on and you have to do stuff, you need hands on deck, you know, right. and it makes it a lot easier and, you know, when we fish, I had I like to have the guys hold the rod all day mm-hmm. when we're kite fishing. So you get tired after a while. You know, half hour, forty minutes without a bite, you want to tap out and right. you know get a sandwich or something to drink, get out of the sun for a little bit. Oh, that sounds nice. I, it, it works out <laughs> good, you know. I should come tournament fish with you guys. Come on, 40, 40 minutes a pop. Well, you'd be surprised. I mean, everybody has a job. Everybody yeah. knows what they're going to do, and you know they you know they they stick to that. Everyone's got their position, and then you know, then we rotate. Um, yeah. You know, but there's usually something going on. You know, um, we're helping somebody. I mean, it's, um, you know, it. Uh, you'd be surprised how it keeps everybody busy, even with that many people. Right. No, that's good. How many and how many lines? You get a lot of, a lot of flat lines off the top of that too. I'm sure. Well, when we're in sailfish tournaments, you're uh, it's a seven line limit. It's seven line limit. So we're normally fishing six kite rods on a flat line. Okay. So in the summertime, we'll fish three, six, nine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying for the meat tournaments. It 14, doesn't really. 15, there's no limit. You know. I think sometimes you can get too many. So this happens a lot in the summertime. Everybody tries to put so many flat lines out and down lines. And then right. the bonitas you, come through. Oh, yeah. You end up with just a giant tangle, even before you get a bite, you know. <clears throat> so I'd rather fish three or four lines really good mm-hmm. than eight that are all tangled up. Yeah. You know. Even yeah. then, I like to have the guys hold the rods. You know, if you're fishing a flat line, let it out. Prospect it. Let it back out. Keep it moving. If the bait's not swimming correctly, mm-hmm. that bait gets fired. You put a fresh one on, and out he goes. That's cool. And you got a lot of the kids on the boat, too, fishing the tournaments, too, right? <laughs> yeah, the summer tournaments, we yeah. bring all the they kids They probably out. have a blast to them. Oh, they love it. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and they've gotten really good. I mean, when you, you've seen them grow quite a bit in the last, you know, three years to, you know, where we're, you know, holding the rod and, you know, we're helping them. And, you know, they're they're all getting it now. I mean, yeah. It's, um, you know, now it's they're like, leave me alone. I got this. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're yelling at us. <laughs> Don't touch the rod. <laughs> right. That, that's how Jonah got us. Well, uh, Daniel, uh, Joey's son, he, tra- he, he went from, uh, you know, junior to i'm sorry from peewee to junior now mm-hmm. so he can, he's on his own now so oh he's, really he's got his one rod that he fishes and goes at it the whole time and very cool yeah very cool and they just have to listen to randy telling them all what to do all the time right <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh that's cool man you guys have a lot of fun on that boat man it's we got a great see. bunch of guys i mean it's you know even when we're not fishing we're doing something together you know? right uh you know it's uh it's just been a it's been a neat experience and you know we're lucky everybody gets along and you know, um, we all have one understanding, you know, it's my boat, but Skip's in charge. And, you know, everybody, you know, you can't have too many chefs in the kitchen. And, you right. know, they, they all get it. And, you know, uh, it's uh, it's been a nice, um, 
you know, it's been a great relationship with everybody. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, like I said earlier, you definitely got the right guy running the boat. So you get you know, one of the best reputations on the water. And I'm sure everyone just, you know, you know, just listens to what you say. And no, it's, it's we, have, we have a great relationship everybody because everybody in the boat fishes and knows people that fish. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody knows somebody that's fishing in might be Fort Pierce or Miami. And, you mm-hmm. know, everybody, there's, I don't think anybody's ever afraid to say, hey, I heard this guy caught six fish off Miami yesterday. So. All right, we'll run down there and try it, you know? Yeah, that's true. You probably have a pretty wide network coming out of that boat. Yeah, yeah. It, it works out great. And, and nobody's afraid to say, hey, somebody caught this, somebody did that. Mm-hmm. No, that's it awesome. Worked, it works out great. Yeah, that's cool. Well, listen, I want to thank you guys for coming on today. Um, you know, you guys are pretty heavy active on social media. So what's your at? Is it at Surreal Fishing? Yeah, so we're, uh, you know, mainly on uh, Facebook and Instagram, uh, you know, Surreal Fishing Team. Right. Uh, YouTube, you'll see a bunch of videos. We try to do a video for every tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we post pretty much every single day, so, you know, you should catch some some good pics and videos on there. Nice. And what the Steve is, what, um, at AH360? Yeah, AH360. Yeah, you'll find it. You'll see uh, a lot yeah. of our uh, 360 cameras. See, I love the 360 stuff because when we get a fish on, I tell the guys, I'm like, you guys keep fishing. You don't have to worry about the one we have on. Try to catch another one. So right. that 360 camera, you can get on. I can I can scroll around. I can see the guys behind us. They're like, instead of, like, they'll be fishing, but they'll be, like, they're looking to the front of the boat, you know, <laughs> trying to. <laughs> so you, wait, you can see the 360 camera as you're fishing? I can't see as we're fishing, but when we're done. So, oh, so, okay. So, so, okay. Normal, so normally after a tournament, we'll have our little wrap-up, what we did good, what we did bad, what we can improve on. Right. You know? we, well, Belichick, you know, he watches film, you know, all week long. No different than Skip. Is he breaking down so, film? Yeah, Skip's breaking down film. <laughs> I, I put my hoodie on, you know. Yeah, nice. But, uh, you know, you, you talked before about having uh, the, the FFMD guys on here. Right. And um, what, all of, of all the stuff we've done fishing-wise, and, and, and Joey gives a lot back, my my favorite thing that we've done so far, besides doing well in tournaments and stuff like that, is when they gave away the the truck and Jamie's uh, and final sale what was that two years ago. Mm-hmm. Now Paul and Paul won the truck. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So oh, so, you know what? And I, fl- I, you I'm know, telling you, I didn't put two and two together when yeah, he told me about that. I was I guarantee you that I was more excited than he was that he won. Oh, I bet it was really neat. It was I bet. so that's awesome. Cool. Those guys are so great. I mean, he's worked so hard to kind of build this thing up, and I am so yep. impressed. The one of the things I am most impressed about is how nonstop they are. It's non. It really is nonstop. They go from, you know, they, they fish their whole summer season up there, right? And then I think the they're they're still fishing up there. I talked to him the other day, and then the boat's going to go back to Everglades and get work done, and then they go right down here for sailfish, and then mm-hmm. he, you know, they have their fundraiser. I think November twenty first and. Maryland or something right. like that, and then yeah. I think they, they were going to do it in Virginia this year. I think they yep. moved. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, they're nonstop, and God bless him. Man. He he keeps it going. He's built something special there. Really, he, has. he, he really has, and he that's is such special. a great organization. He really is. You know, yeah. I mean, he's and just Tiffany a, too. You know, she's awesome too. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, they're just phenomenal people. I mean, they've they've been so kind to us, and you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, you know, they just they were open arms when we came to Ocean City. I mean, it was uh, yeah, they've been great. And we've helped each other out. I mean, there's been times we, you know, where we've thrown a kite and a balloon at them because they, you know, uh, <laughs> on the water because they needed it. You know, I mean, yeah. it's been, but they would have done the same for us. You know, right. it's been, uh, you know, it's a friendly competition, and you know, we hope you know everybody does good. You know, we just hope we do a little better. Yeah, you hope this is a little better. Right? <laughs> you you want everybody to catch nine, and we want to catch ten. Yeah, right. <laughs> or catch our ninth sooner. You know, kind of mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. Yeah. No. When they were on, I mean, I was really kind of like blown away. It's like I I knew them. 
right? And we've, you know, talked to tournaments. I do the artwork for their tournament that mm -hmm. they have down here. Um, and that's really when I started talking to them even more. And um, every conversation with, that I would have with them was like more, I was more and more impressed. And it's like, oh, you guys got to come on the podcast. And then he flies in, which made me feel like, oh man, this is crazy. But um, no, man, but he's got this magneticism to him that's infectious and you know but he's just such a nice guy and he like works hard works hard and, and oh, yeah. he puts all his energy into this and i think it's just making a huge difference i mean i know they're so aligned with the muscular dystrophy the actual uh, muscular dystrophy association um and they got they i think they got lucky the day that he answered their lives not the other way around absolutely yeah yeah, we sure. you know, fished with some of those people, and we had them on the boat. I mean, they've been you know, some kids. I mean, just you know, when they had their tournament, I mean, just you know, just really, just it, you know, you're just amazed. You know, mm -hmm. just overall, I mean, it's just it's a nice thing. Yeah, and they had um, a cool story about what I think it was the biggest kingfish that got caught by the. I think it was someone that um, it was some family in the you know, in the tournament last year. Yeah, in the tournament last yeah, year. Yes, so it was uh, it was somebody. Through their foundation or through the foundation yeah it was it was a child that had had an uh md yeah that that was family. i love that story when they told that to me they put they're putting on that that's a really good tournament mm -hmm. um i know they got they got unlucky with some weather issues you know last year um but i'm thinking that this year that tournament's gonna be a lot bigger oh i think so too um, i mean yeah. they, they put that together really quick most people couldn't put it together that quick right. they did it and um you know they had a we fished it. We enjoyed it very much. They had a good crowd, and I think, to your point, it's going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, I, th I think so, too. I mean, you know, I think anything that they touched is going to turn to gold anyway. But, um, you know, they got their heads screwed on right, and if they do it right, you know. It's like all the stuff we do, like uh, all the tournaments, it's it's not the it's not the tournament itself. It's the, it's the camaraderie. It's the kickoff party. It's the, right. the awards. Like you see the people, like – it's almost like uh, for me now going to a tournament, it's almost like going to a family reunion. I see people that I've known for 25, 30 years and I love it. Like when we did that trip to, uh, to Maryland up and back, like it, it wasn't the actual getting to Maryland and doing the fishing and fishing the tournament. It was, it was the ride getting, right. the, Enjoying getting the, the Charleston ride. and getting to Manio. And it was so cool. That, like, like Joey said, these people like they, that follow us on social media knew we were going to be, mm -hmm. and they, they met us at the dock to see the boat and check it out and meet us. So that's it was, cool. It, it was, Absolutely. it was very yeah. cool. Yeah, that's cool. You know, it's funny you bring up the whole, the, you know, the tournaments and the captain's parties and everything like that. Um, you know, when I first kind of started breaking um, into that scene, um, now, I mean, I've always painted fish, and then I went and got my day job and whatever like that. But when I started, like, saying, no, I really want to get back to doing that, because when I was a kid, I was focused on, you know, being a marine life artist for a living and you know, I kind of got sidetracked and then, you know, when I made it up, you know, the decision in my head to be like, no, I'm really going to do that full time for once and for all. It was really through the tournament scene that gave me my start, you know, coming up through all that. Um, and it's amazing the community and the connections that you get through the, through that scene. Um, and there's a lot of love to be had there. Um, sometimes there's a lot of drama if you find yourself in the wrong places, you know, but there really is, it, it's a really, you know, very tight knit community and there's people there to support and help out. Um, you know, that's one of the things that made me most attracted to doing this full time 
is that tournament community. And I don't think we ever want to lose that about what we do. We always want to be involved in tournaments um, for that aspect. It's because we love it so much too. You know, um, that's, that's part of like the fun. I always say, you know, I don't get out a lot these days, you know, as, as a dad and everything like that, I don't like get out like I used to, but I like going out to like the captain's parties because to me, that's going out, you know, and then having a good time and hanging out, even though it's like work related for me, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's cool. Um, uh, yeah, I think everybody, you know, me new to it, you know, um, it was, you know, it was amazing how everyone's just open arms and you know, everyone, everyone wants to get to know you and, you know, yeah. you're kind of part of the group and, you know, everyone wants to win obviously but everyone also is rooting for their friends and you know right i mean it's uh you know i think it goes to also you know the quality of the people that are putting on the tournament you know like jamie and mm-hmm. you know jimmy and you know i mean there's some you know some some they do a really nice job for yeah. sure yeah definitely yeah well when, I remember when the surreals came on the scene i mean you kind of you kind of blew up pretty quick yeah, yeah, it's been, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it was, hey, you want to try a tournament? And then it was yeah. like, okay, I'm really doing this, you know. I remember when you, yeah, I remember when you came in for the first time, you're like, I don't know, I just want a, you know, a logo or some art. And, and the next thing you know, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, this is like the surreal circus going on. Like, boom, like, we're here. It's funny, uh, media, we did some media stuff with Friyama the other day, and they were asking me how, like, how did this all get started? And I'm like, kind of like I'm a friend of a friend was like, hey, you want to go fish uh, the Jimmy Johnson? And like, boom, here we are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It happened fast. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's awesome. Well, I'm proud to see um, where you've taken everything. And, um, you know, I'm really, you know, proud to be associated with the team um, and on any level. Yeah, we appreciate all and, you do for us. I mean, yeah, so it's, um, you know, keep it going. You know, you guys are doing great um, with the community. You guys are doing great on the water. I'm happy and proud to see it and just, you know, keep it going. We're going to try it. Yeah. Cool. So I'm going to end this going with, uh, like my buddy Mike G says, uh, your ego is not your amigo. All right. Just uh, do your best and let God do the rest. Remember to eat, drink, and be local. And always remember that no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we are always connected by water. Thank you guys for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you. Cool. Bye.